Welcome to the Santa Cruz Coffee Break. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on Apple Podcasts, please follow, hit the like button, or any subscribes. It really helps us with the algorithms. Santa Cruz Coffee Break is produced by the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum. All opinions are those of the speakers. We invite you to join us on the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum at SCGCPF for more fun. Now, let's get on with this installment of Santa Cruz Coffee Break. We'd like to welcome everybody to podcast number 55 from the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum. And today we're talking with Rhett Henry Baxter out of Whitefish, Montana. And talk a little <laughs> bit about how he's where, where he's from and how he's gotten to where he's at right now. And then and a little bit of every time we get the podcast going in a certain direction, we always head for the, the ditch. So we're going to head for the ditch a little bit at the end here. And um Rhett's got a new guitar in order from Santa Cruz, and we're going to talk to him about that a little bit. Um, I'm sure he's not excited about it at all, but I'm sure he'll want to yeah. talk to you a little bit. <laughs> so welcome in, Rhett, and uh, welcome. Hi, Richard. Hi, Tan. Yeah. How you guys hey. doing? <laughs> we're doing okay out here. Like- we're, we're, we're a little yeah. slow this morning. It's early, and we're a little slow, but but um, we we I think we're rolling track now, so... Awesome. But it looks like a beautiful morning in Whitefish. Yeah. Oh, it really is. It's finally getting warm here. Our driveway is melted. We live out at the north end of the lake, and uh, we've got a pretty steep driveway. And up until about a month ago, it was just, you know, about four inches of solid ice. Just uh, <laughs> go right down to the house. Did a you little guys bit see- of a... <laughs> that you- is something I never want to have to say. My driveway has melted. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's incredible though. Because I mean, you know, the one thing I I mean, I love winter, I love skiing, but the one thing that I really love about this place is, you know, you really get to see the seasons. And um, you know, like I said, we live about a hundred feet away from the lake and it's frozen. It doesn't usually like unfreeze until or thaw until uh until about late April. So um, but you know, during the summer the spot feels like paradise and then in the winter it feels you know super wintry and then fall up here is really beautiful because of all the larches you know everything turns yellow it's not like colorado where it's only the aspens it's just uh it's stunning so it's a good spot to recover and rest and excellent and and right (laughs) yes yeah probably not as many distractions as there would be in um, the big city no no. (laughs) give us a little bit on your early history yeah, so I started playing music pretty, pretty young, uh, about four or five. I picked up the violin, and um, we had a couple violins that were passed down to me from my 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 great grandpa, and they're all pretty old and and beautiful violins. And so it was kind of natural. I was drawn to them and started playing from a pretty young age, and went through a classical conservatory in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's where I'm from, and I was there and you know, from, from the time I was about five to the time I was, you know, 14 and 15. And, um, I got pretty burnt out on music. I was, I was going really hard and, um, it was, it was taking up just a lot of my life and I was finding a hard time making room for anything else. And so I, I kind of stopped playing violin and, and, pretty soon after that I, I started playing guitar and the thing I loved about guitar you know I never I never took lessons I'm, I'm self-taught and like like the majority of guitar players are I think you know and um, 
the thing I loved about it immediately was, you know, I came from this really structured musical upbringing yeah, and into this, into this like kind of, you know, guitar for me at that time and still is like a very abstract uh, way of expression. Um, and obviously like even, you know, if you're self-taught, you learn guitar theory over time. Um, you, you, you tend to discover that, but um, you know, it's just, it was kind of a freedom that I found. And so I started playing guitar kind of at the end of high school and put together a little <laughs> a mediocre band of about 10, 15 people and got up on stage <laughs> for a talent show and played a song and got kicked off for, uh, for asking a gal to go to prom with me and not following the script and, but fun times. And, uh, and after that, I, I started writing, um, not a lot. I wrote like maybe a song or two a year over the course of the next like five years after getting out of high school. And, um, I moved up to Boston to go to school for architecture and fashion. And, um, and then I, I kind of realized that wasn't the path I was looking for. And I moved back to Tulsa briefly and my best friends at the time were all in bands and, and playing music. And my best friend to this day actually went to the conservatory with me, he plays upright bass and electric bass. He's one of the most incredible bassists I've ever met in my life. And, um, so we're still best friends to this day. It's funny. We still have videos. My parents have videos of us playing together when we were like seven, eight years old and <laughs> playing Mozart. And um, anyways, <laughs> I uh, I moved to Nashville with one of those guys and um, to, you know, I, I wanted to be a songwriter. I wanted to play in a band. I by, Back then I was not, I was a very mediocre guitarist. So, you know, I was, I was playing chords. I could bar chords, you know, I was, but I was writing and I was really passionate about the writing. And I realized pretty quickly, um, as inspiring as Nashville was, I realized pretty quickly that I, I didn't really have what I wanted to write about. And honestly in Americana and folk, you know, and rock, you can kind of get away with, 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 writing lyrics that aren't completely um how would you say it like like really focused so storytelling you know and whereas in americana you have to rely on that a little bit i think i just realized early on that i didn't have enough life behind me or i didn't know how to process those emotions that i'd felt up to that point enough to you know to be able to to have that creative output and so i moved away from nashville i moved to california i started climbing and skiing and I was shooting photography and you know video professionally um and became a huge part of that scene and started traveling that was my means of travel and um met just you know the most incredible people that had life-changing experiences and that um I did that for about five or six years up to COVID and COVID kind of shut me down I was feeling really burnt out from the climbing and skiing and traveling and I uh I, I moved to Denver and I started writing um a lot and I think I wrote something like 50 songs you know over the course of that year and then that that output has kind of stayed the same since COVID and and that's when I started really feeling called to music again I I just you know I had these songs and I knew you know, something in me was like, I've got like, people have to hear these, you know, that's like important. It's, I can't just like sit on this music. And, um, 
about the same time I met my partner, Camille, who was um, actually kind of in the adventure sports realm herself. She was um, coaching uh, mountain athletes, basically uh, coaching for mountain athletics. And I popped onto her Instagram feed. And the next thing we knew, we were talking about climbing and skiing and then come to find out she's a musician too. And uh, she's playing with a few bands up in Portland and, and she told me that she was moving to Montana and on a whim, I, I kind of just moved out there too. And <laughs> living out of the back of my truck in a Walmart parking lot for a little bit, you know, till I could find a place. Housing up here is not easy to find. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but it made for some good songs. I remember one night, you know, I didn't want to, I, I don't know if you heard that song, um, horse named sorrow on that album but that song in particular is pretty funny i i was i was in the walmart parking lot and i was like man i can't like i, I felt the need to write but i couldn't i couldn't bring my guitar out and and write in the walmart parking lot at two in the morning i drive people insane you know that are also trying to sleep there like in their rvs and stuff and so i drove across the street to the tj Ma Ma max parking lot where there was no one there and i, I wrote that song in the back of the truck and <laughs> um it's kind of ridiculous but you know ab around that time though um you know Camille and I found a place and and we pretty much immediately just started playing music together we learned you know a couple songs went out and played an open mic um one of the first nights I was there and um met a bunch of really sweet people in the community whitefish has just an incredible music community it's a little hidden gem during the summer you know you can you can go to any given night of the week, you could probably go to 10 different places and hear live music in this valley. And it's, it, and the songwriters here are really incredible and there's a lot of musical talent. And, um, anyways, about a week after that first open mic, I got a call saying like, Hey, uh, we saw you at the open mic the other night. And, um, I booked this festival up at the yak, which is in Northwestern Montana. It's this tiny little music festival. We were like, uh, he was like, the headliner has come down with uh, some lung issues that there's really smoky summer and they couldn't perform. And he was like, do you guys want to come down here? And I was in the middle of work, you know, I was working, I was doing photo work and I was like, I called my girlfriend and I was like, man, we got to get down to the yak in three hours. We're playing an hour long music set and, and headlining this little tiny festival. And <laughs> We drove down there and threw ourselves into the fire and um, we played the songs that we wrote and knew and people started yelling out. They were like, give us some more, you know, and I was like, man, we only <laughs> we only know that we've been playing music together for like two weeks. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we played a couple couple covers and, you know, just had the most magical experience. And and that summer was just full of magic. You know, we recorded a few weeks later and um went on tour a couple months after that and kind of threw ourselves to the fire. We, that's our, that's our trend. We're trying to like not do that as much anymore, but, um, <laughs> trying to be a little more thoughtful the way we execute tours and, and make our plans. But, uh, it's been a really, a really good time. Had some like incredible experiences and, uh, yeah, that's about my background with music though. I, I know what that's you're awesome. Talking about, the whitefish um, experience. I I lived in South Dakota, in uh, oh no way, <laughs> yeah, in in Rapid from about seventy two to seventy six, and we played whitefish, you know, and it was always a great. It was it, it was in the early seventies. It was a great a great place to play, and a you know a, a rowdy little crowd, and oh, just, it is just a fun <laughs> place. Just a 
just a lot of fun. Those ski, that ski circuit that you 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 kind of mentioned, I think a little bit. That's pretty interesting. That there there can be some pretty good times on that. Oh yeah, yeah. I would love to. I would love to revisit that tour concept. We were it, it, that tour ended up being a lot harder than we thought it would be. Um, we were in a little teardrop trailer. We work with a trailer company down in Bend, Oregon, and um, and we were up in Bend, Oregon for, for you guys. But uh, and we took this trailer out and it had a heater, but we didn't we didn't put together. You know, we were like, why has no one done a tour like this? Like, we know a lot of musicians that ski, and like, you know, why has no one done this before? And we thought we were just brilliant. And then our first night, our first show was in. Um, was that in Buena Vista, Colorado. And we got done. Uh, we'd closed down the bar, you know, and we were drinking with the bartenders. It was about two in the morning. And we stepped outside to load up the truck and it was like negative 40. And we were like, oh, <laughs> this is why no one has done this before. <laughs> and, and that was just the start. That was the first show. And man, it just got colder from there. Holy moly. It was, it was just a lot of months of, of, of cold sleep. And uh, we went to some really cool places, like really incredible places, had a ball, but it was hard. It was, it was, it was very hard. And I would love to revisit it again with more comfortable accommodations, you know, <laughs> you, know a more of a plan, but, you know, I'm still glad we did it. And um, our, yeah. our, our good buddies, uh, Carolyn Sills um, and uh, Gerard Egan are the, she has a really successful combo and um the combo work kind of dried up so they started this little project called poi rogers which is her on stand-up and and gerard on guitar and and and, and steel and they bought a sprinter and you know they're set up so they put a bed in the sprinter in the in the back of it and they said you know we can probably do three four days in a row before we need a you know a shower and a you know, yeah, a real bed, you know, to, to sleep in. But um, that's a that happens. You're 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 you, oh yeah. You are not alone in 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 cold sleep. I'm sure. Oh yeah, no. You know, luckily, you know, those years of being a total dirtbag climbing and skiing and stuff. You know, I, I'd live on the road for months, and you know, it it was a great prep course for touring honestly you know i'm way wow. less dirty when i go touring than when i was at least you know at least if i'm not showering for three weeks you know i'm not climbing every day and sweating uh though we still try to do that you know we went skiing the first tour this last tour you know we we did some climbing in yosemite and um uh and a few other places and you know just nice nice yeah the uh, we enjoy that part though you know that's yeah. So let's talk a little beer. It looks like a Fender Deluxe in the background. Oh yeah, yeah, that is that is the good old trusty Deluxe reverb. Yeah, I uh, I do play electric a lot, and especially with a lot of the newer songs, where our sound is changing a little bit. And I uh, I'm a Fender guy, but I also I actually I've become a magnetone guy. I just uh, ordered a a Super Fifty Nine. M80 and I'm pretty stoked on it. Instead of having to use overdrive pedals with the deluxe, I get to 
I get to, I'm pretty minimal when it comes to pedals and I like to hear just the sound of the amp and I'm pretty, pretty stoked for this new Magnetone. You know, they're doing yeah. some cool stuff over there. I don't know if you've, you've seen great, great, them, great amp, great amp. Yeah. 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 Richard, he's talking your talk. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that, is that your, uh, line? <laughs> I'm more of a, I'm more of an, I'm more of an electric player and I'm awesome. I'm, I'm just a, an amp freak. Oh Yeah you know yeah. there's because, a lot out there there's some it, cool stuff it, there really is and and it, it's funny you always it, you always kind of build up this collection of guitars but then in the past past year or so i've really gotten into one or two in, of my instruments yeah and, you know and I'm, I'm really behind them and all of a sudden i'm like looking at a couple different amps you know and I'm starting to see some stuff show up and I'm going, wow, that's, that's a nice flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, man, it's such a rabbit hole. Holy moly. I, I have to like watch myself, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't have a big collection or anything. I'm like really, really minimal. I've got a couple electrics and, you know, an acoustic I'm, I'm, I'm pretty minimal, but man, it's, it's easy to, to get into the rabbit hole for sure holy moly I, i've just touched the surface of that stuff too i'm not a, a a techie guy but um yeah it's it's cool though and it's important though because you know it's your tone it's like how you're shaping your sound with an electric and um uh, but it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun yeah it's definitely a rabbit hole it's uh that's one i do not understand i've been trying desperately uh i play mostly acoustic but I play with a bunch of guys that are all purely electric. Yeah. And uh, I, I have been transitioning slowly towards a more electric life, but uh, the necks are so skinny. It's just so <laughs> hard to play an electric guitar. Uh, finally, I, I have found one or two electrics with a wider neck. And so I'm, I'm becoming more comfortable with it. I refuse to go down the amp rabbit hole. I, it's, it's, it, I, I picked up a Fender Tone Master and, uh, I tell you, uh, it's nice and lightweight. It carries real easy. I don't have to worry about tubes breaking or nothing. And so, so I can buy my, I can buy my Vox back. So you can buy your Vox back. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> but let's, so, okay. Guitars. Let's talk about guitars. I mean, one of the reasons we're here is you're getting a guitar built tell sure us about am. it oh yeah um well actually actually before we start that let's talk about your history with guitars what guitars have you been playing oh gosh so i guess my first guitar was a uh, it was my grandma's and it was it was it's terrible it was this like, terrible <laughs> japanese knockoff hummingbird and you know japan had like a really good era of like those replicas um you know there's a few, especially electrics they had some uh, you know i have some friends that uh are really really into electric i mean i'm really into electric i have some friends that fellow electric guitar players that swear by some of those old japanese guitar manufacturers that were ripping off gibson like they made some cool stuff but um yeah this one was not one of those it was it was a hummingbird replica and it was made out of plywood and 
it sounded just terrible. The action was like an inch. It was, it was like definitely, I should have, I don't know why I didn't learn to play slide first. Cause it, you know, it, <laughs> I, that's what it needed. Um, but I played that for a little bit. And then my best friend, Zach Harden, um, I, I went to conservatory with him. He's, he's, you know, like I said, the, the best bassist I've, I've ever met. He's, he's incredible. And um, back at that time, uh, his cousin, his dad had bought his cousin a guitar. It was like a Blue Ridge that, um, that wasn't getting played really. And he gave that to me. I came over one day and he was just like, dude, you're playing guitar a lot. Here you go. Um, and it was, it was a Blue Ridge and man, I'll tell you what, I love that guitar to death. I still have it. Um, it's beat to crap. Like there's a giant crack going through the side of it, which I swear though, helps with, um, mm. Like I like warm guitars and you know, it's funny. I feel like every time I talk to someone uh, about a guitar that has like a really beautiful tone uh, that I'm really drawn to, it always has like that history It's funny. We were playing this, this festival down in Texas, the songwriting festival out in Eden, Texas. And there's some really, really incredible songwriters there. Uh, and one of them, Josh Greider, I, I came up onto the, I came up onto his set and played a song with him and a few other people. And, and I played his guitar and it was this old, you know, sixties Gibson J 45. And I was like, Holy moly, this, the tone of this thing's incredible. He was like, yeah, man, a couple of years ago, um, you know, I had a crack go right through the back and brought it into a luthier and they fixed it up and the tone completely changed after that. And it was like, it's like the best sounding guitar he's ever played now. And it's just, it's funny how that happens. And anyways, that Blue Ridge, you know, I even sanded down the finish. I didn't like the, I didn't like the really glossy finish. So I like sanded it down and which is just ridiculous. And anyways, it dried out really fast. And, um, you know, I took it with me for years. Um, you know, you can pick it up and shake it and hear like sand and dirt in there because it's just been around so many like campfires and beaches and like all of this stuff. But you know, it's funny. I still love the tone of it. I still have a hard time finding guitars that have, you know, that, that tone. Um, so that's one I play. My main stage guitar right now is a, just a sixties Gibson uh, J 45. Um, I generally like the dreadnoughts and, you know, some of the bigger guitars like jumbos and, but um yep that and then i've got a couple telecasters and actually the the last telecaster i got was i was down in austin during south by and um or not south by acl it was this last fall and fender had a pop-up shop and i was i was running around austin and i was like i want to find a vintage guitar shop I wanna, you know and, and there's this building that was covered in like Fender, American Vintage, all this stuff. And I looked it up on my phone and I like couldn't find it. I couldn't, I couldn't find it. So I like walked up to it and it was closed and there was a security guard outside. I was like, Hey man, what's going on with this place? And he's like, Oh man, they're, they're shooting some stuff. It's a pop-up for ACL. And tomorrow they're giving away uh, like 200 or no, not even 200. It was 50 uh 1951 fender telecaster american 2 vintage guitars for the 1951 price which was like 200 bucks and so wow. i was like okay i'm gonna go stand in line for that and <laughs> went and stood in line and it ended up we, we were really 
mad because um it was like a uh, uh you know the bingo rolling ball things they had one of those filled up with white balls and like 50 gold balls and you had to roll the gold in order to pay for the guitar and but both my girlfriend and i both rolled gold and so we both walked away with one of those one of those um you know and and they're just beautiful man it's crazy it, it makes the rest of my tellies sound like they're underwater it's it's wild the you know everything is up to that like 1951 spec they didn't change anything um and i've really enjoyed playing that thing it, it sounds good so yeah so and when did you make the connection with santa cruz i made this connection with santa cruz i've been on the hunt for a new acoustic for a while um and i i've known about santa cruz for a while uh living in tahoe I, I feel like you don't see them out east as much but on the west coast you know i'd go see music and every once in a while i'd see one or i'd see one in a store you know and um when i started doing research for a new guitar I I landed on them because I was looking for American made like custom shops, you know, and there was something about one of the first videos I watched was of Richard talking about he has he has from what I understand, I haven't talked to Richard really too much. And what I understand, though, he's like this spiritual connection to, you know, the wood and the tone woods and the background. I might be misspeaking a little bit with that, but that's like how I felt it come through and um i remember around the time of finding that video i was writing a song and there was some line in it about i i just remember talking about my girlfriend i mean talking to my girlfriend and talking about how cool it is you know we're playing these guitars and that's kind of like how the tree lives on after you know after it dies it saws the sound and um there's this beauty to it and this story and i remember just immediately connecting to Richard's view on tone woods and that story behind where the wood comes from. And, you know, Santa Cruz, I would argue over any other custom shop right now, you know, they just have the best tone woods and, and his connection to that. And, um, and the story of the wood just immediately pulled me in. And then, and then from there, you know, you can just dive into, you know, how, a lot of, you know, his guitar construction comes from like violin methods of building and you get into that stuff. And, and, and then I remember, you know, I didn't even played one at this point. And then I remember seeing some comments somewhere where it was like, Richard could make the best sounding guitar you've ever heard out of toothpicks or something. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I've got to try one of these guitars. And so, um, uh, on tour this this last year, I um I was I was going through Santa Cruz. We played monitor. We were playing the whole coast, you know, and and stopped by the shop and met Josh over there, you know, and um had a conversation. Went over to Sylvan and I I played I played probably ten. I don't know. They had a, they have a pretty good collection, you know. Um and I I just played they all do. of them and uh, I was just enthralled you know, with the way they sounded. And it's different than the tone I'm usually, um, I'm usually seeking, you know, with the smaller, I was, I was playing a lot. I was drawn to the smaller bodies, which I never am usually. Um, but I, I felt like a really good connection with like the OM is the one I ended up going with. And man, I just, the way it's, it just sings, it's beautiful. 
and you know between yeah between between richard's philosophies around building and his company and just the level of craftsmanship and detail and um and the fact that when you buy from them you're you're getting a one-of-a-kind guitar there's not another guitar in in the world that is gonna sound like that or look like that and that's just a really i mean that's the guitarist's dream right so uh it's really exciting yeah. it's really really exciting well as as you know you're preaching to the choir here yeah oh yeah so. yeah now y'all know a lot more than i do i'm sure <laughs> you know but i mean i mean one of my first uh you know the first things i listened to though actually long before we had talked about doing this podcast together i i listened to a, a pretty lengthy interview with richard that you all did and it was just fascinating and um yeah so yes yeah. well that, that's how that's how we got started was was really we we thought that there was a lot more that richard had to share you know he goes out and he goes to dealers shops because they only sell through dealers yeah, and he he gives this kind of talk and 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 expresses exactly what you said. You know this this reverence for the wood, this um, uh, reverence for the tradition uh, and the technology that has you know been coming along with musical instruments for so long, and this unwillingness to just jump on every new little tweak or or change yeah. that somebody comes up with. Um, yeah, it's wonderful. I absolutely agree. So you decided on an OM, eh? Tell us what you decided for. What you yeah, get? Yeah, we're uh, we're doing an OM grand actually, the grand with oh, okay. um, just just uh, just the Indian rosewood, and uh, we went with. I was really drawn to um, the Sitka. I love Sitka, and so we did the the Bear Claw Sitka, and we're doing a vintage top on that with. Um, you know my my band's Radio Ranch, so we're doing the the cowboy rope, uh, <laughs> you know, um, and um, I didn't I didn't customize too much stuff. We're throwing a Poppy on there. Um, nice. Guitarist name guitarist name is going to be Poppy, and I'm really excited about that. It kind of lays into. I was like uh, I was on the phone with um, with Will, you know, talking about the build. And I was like, you know, I want to do wildflowers or something, you know, I want to do, basically I wanted to do something that represented, you know, their brand, but also our brand, our, our band. And I was like, I think wildflowers would be really cool. And, you know, you guys are on, on the coast and, you know, you're in Santa Cruz. Like I'm thinking some sort of like wildflower that's on, you know, that you see everywhere out there. And he was like immediately like, like, you know, the California poppy. I was like, yes. And that makes like, uh, it's like a great tie into our brand too, because, uh, you know, one of our biggest musical influences is like Grant Parsons, you know, that's kind of, you know, we love that. And, you know, poppies was one of his symbols and so it's like oh here we go let's let's go this is a <laughs> this is the guitar um and so there, yeah there is absolutely no shame in sitka oh um, oh yeah especially yeah. from 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 santa cruz guitars it, it, richard has richard has a way with sitka that's just like wow unbelievable yeah <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> Well, I didn't think it could sound that good, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's amazing just going through, you know, if you go through the Santa Cruz guitar, uh, j just the, the Instagram, you know, and you see all those guitars and the build specs and stuff. And 
And you know what? And one of the first things I was surprised by is, you know, I've had a lot of guitars with with the Indian Rosewood, but it never looks like they're Indian Rosewood. Oh my gosh. Like I'll go I'm like, what? That's Indian Rosewood? <laughs> you know, it's just gorgeous. It's so beautiful. And um, yeah, it's it's so exciting. I, I mean, it seems like yeah. everything they use is just uh, you know spectacular he's got some he's got some um indian rosewood that it has these purple stripes in it really yeah uh, that's one of the advantages of working with somebody like santa cruz is that they they don't do a huge number of guitars so they're he's incredibly selective about the wood that he uses you know he doesn't have to worry about coming up with enough indian rosewood to get you know, 15,000 guitars out this quarter. Yeah. Um, you know, so. This week. And and Indian Rosewood is a really great wood for instruments. It's got an interlock grain structure that, that just makes it just really strong. And it's beautiful. And anyway, enough geekiness. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love the geekiness. I want to learn more. You know, that's that's the goal. So. I mean, I just remember there was one video. Um, I can't remember who did it. He was in an interview and he was walking through the workshop and he had like, you know, a, I can't remember what it was. It was like a slab of mahogany or something that he had bought at a place like Martin or Gibson would go buy a slab of, you know, mahogany. And he like did the knock test you know and it was like you could hear something and then he picked up like one of one of the tone woods that they use and he hit it and it was like a bell you know and i was just like oh my gosh like that's so cool i mean i don't know anything about um you know guitar building and manufacturing and 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 i don't know that that was really mind-blowing and and that was one cool thing about you know creating this with santa cruz and building like working on a guitar together is I got to learn a lot more about that process, uh, you know, simply through, you know, my research and the phone calls that I had with Will over there. Um, it's, it's just really cool, you know? Um, it's, um, it, it, it's, it's quite a place. Um, and the instruments that come out of there, I think they re really reflect Richard and the crew and and everything that's there. I mean, it. I remember a really long time ago asking them if they had a a, a seconds bin, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they almost threw me out of the, the shop. You know, I was young and and didn't understand. I mean, probably fifteen years ago, and and all of a sudden it was like. No, yeah. we don't make any seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, son, but we just don't that 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 doesn't happen around here. <laughs> well, I remember doing a tour one time and there were a bunch of semi-finished guitars and guitar pieces in a pile in the corner. And it's like, oh my God, those look beautiful. But they didn't pass, you know, something along the, the construction. They discovered a pin knot or they discovered this or, you know, yeah. the kind of stuff that, that wood does to you. Um, and they said, no, that's just not going to make it. And off into the corner it went. Yeah. Oh, so heartbreaking. So they don't have a second bin, but they have a corner. 
Yeah, they got a well, clear. but <laughs> yeah, but it, it it never comes out of the shop. Oh you know? no, no, so, no! <laughs> it probably ends up in somebody. Actually, it doesn't end up in somebody's fireplace. They do have some local craftspeople who use some of their scraps and some of the offcuts and some of the other stuff to do some interesting uh, little jewelry and other pieces. Oh with. no way! So, yeah. Oh yeah. No, uh, Richard doesn't like, doesn't like wasting anything. Who, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to figure out what there, companies those are. That would be cool to have something there, from. There's a surfboard company in Santa Cruz also that uses some of their scrap and. and no way. Yeah. That's and, awesome. And it's all it's you know I'm, they're mostly hangers. They're not riders. They're mostly hangers. But um, hey, still, still they're still still beautiful. So, how do people find you? How do they find your music? Oh, you know, you can follow us on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, we're Radio Ranch Music or Radio Dot Ranch on Instagram, and then we've got a website. We've got a little work we're doing right now. Um, you know, it's been primarily just Camille and I as a duo, and we're finally starting to, you know, find a sound as a full band. And this next, we're trying to plan a tour right now for the fall that'll be with the whole band. Um, and so we're reshaping a lot, including the website, but we do have a website, radio ranch music.com. And, um, we're going to be, that's a good place to go to look for dates and shows. We're playing primarily in Montana for the next few months. We're playing a really big music festival in July here. Um, it's called under the big sky and we're kind of prepping for that it's a it's a really big deal there's, there's about twenty five thousand people that show up for it and um you know like hank jr's headlining with zach bryan and a bunch of others and it's marcus king and uh charlie crockett and vincent neil emerson i don't know if y'all know any of those 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 cats yeah, but yeah. um it's gonna be a really really fun festival and um so we're playing that in in july and and then hopefully we're going to be putting out some tour dates for this fall pretty soon too those will be on instagram and on the website as well but well i have to say that it's surprising to hear you haven't been playing that long because your website is very very nice oh thank I you mean, whoever did that did a great job luckily uh luckily with a background in marketing and photo work and video we do all of our own music videos and photo sessions and um and direct that explains that. And then, a lot and then we yeah. build the websites and stuff yeah it's it's fun i enjoy that that kind of work and you know the graphic design work and stuff it's it's a good time so so <laughs> when when do you expect your guitar to be ready um, I'm not entirely sure yet, <laughs> but oh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> we haven't, um, you know, we're, we're still working on that, but, um, All right. I'm excited though. Nonetheless, I'm not, I'm not in any sort of hurry or anything. So, you know, are, it's are like, we uh, well, are we expecting you to come out to Santa Cruz to pick it up? You know, I don't know. I'm trying to organize a trip out there, but, um, right now we are just so, so kind of hammered down here we are so busy um i say we're resting right now but it's still uh <laughs> you know like, music these days is it, it, it takes you know <laughs> i wish we had three people working for us with the amount of of work it takes um to book and well to, you're still you know, waiting for the driveway to melt but, and we're still waiting for the driveway to melt so uh <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, I want to get out to Santa Cruz again in California this year. I know I know if it's not this year, we're gonna be out there next spring for sure. We're shooting a music video down in Joshua Tree, I think. And 
um, for the new album. And, and so we'll, we'll be down that way. I can't wait to come through Santa Cruz again. We, we, we love it. It's, it's such a, you know, the California coast is such a special place. And, um, you know, I used to live in Tahoe and so I would, I would make it, I would make it out there a lot and up to like Point Reyes and, um, you know, kind of the Northern coast. And it's a, it's a special, you know, high energy place, uh, for us. And so I can't wait to be back out. Great. Well, we will look forward to, uh, not just the new album at the end of the year. You said, uh, I believe you said that near the end of the year, the new album will be hopefully, out. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, hopefully you'll be out to pick up a guitar. So, uh, you know, between the two of them, we will definitely have to catch up with you again. Yes. <laughs> I would love that. Excellent. Rhett, Rhett, thank, thanks so much even for, um, dealing with me and, uh, <laughs> oh gosh no this is fun my, man. My, I'll, my, I'll talk guitars all day if you, didn't, if you didn't have to go to if you didn't have to go go down to santa cruz man we could we could talk about guitars all day i don't care <laughs> i mean i have a rehearsal today but you know that's not until my voice doesn't get good until about 10 o'clock at night so yeah. you know i i think it's, <laughs> it's really amazing how you guys have figured out how to survive in in the festival world and 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 in that you know, it's not the big name world, but it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's a day-to-day -day journeyman type of type of thing. I, and I'm just shocked, truly shocked. I, I, I shot a music video over the weekend with Joe Craven and um, holy cow, that guy's busy. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, 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 we literally had that there was somebody from Willie's band on the um, on, on the shoot as well and you know coordinating three schedules together like that and they're all everybody's everywhere which is really great you know there, there's so much there's so much that's opened up for you guys for music and things like that so I'm yeah. no, we're we're very grateful you know we've we've somehow managed everything's fallen together very serendipitously um that's what then it's supposed to happen yeah exactly and and that's important and especially you know music is such a weird a weird thing to pursue because you know if you want to if you want to be a doctor or you know a lawyer there's like a set path for that you know you make good grades you go to college you you know and then even with climbing and you know that world and photography there's still like a set path you know you get really good and if you can get really good there's sponsors out there willing to help you but with music man music's an interesting little beast because there's everyone's path is completely different everyone's there's no set path and especially in an industry that's like changing more than any other you know three years ago the music industry was completely different than it is today um with tiktok and all that and so you know i mean it's such a such a crazy crazy world but luckily you know our band has come together really serendipitously and um camille and i even came together in a very serendipitous way and um that is important i think music's music's not supposed to be hard you know, it's supposed to be, I mean, you're supposed to work hard at it, but it's supposed to be easy, you know, and um, we've gotten very fortunate music to surround our, the... oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was going to say that music and art are the, the two things where having a great amount of talent doesn't necessarily mean success. Oh, yeah. 
having a great amount of success doesn't necessarily mean talent. So uh, you have the talent. We wish you the the success <laughs> because you deserve it. So oh, I, I appreciate that. But yeah, luckily, you know, we're just surrounded by really, really incredible people and 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 a support system that that really cares and um people are connecting to the music and you know that that is always enough for me you know i remember i remember like when i first started songwriting i was like man if i can write a song that touches one person when i'm like 65 years old and playing and a surf rock cover band like i i hope that i can reach one person someday and you know luckily luckily i've I've done that, and, and uh, but that's all. Go. That's there all that matters to me, and and uh, you know that, and the experiences you make with the people you're playing music, and you know I think the rest follows if it's if it's meant to be. So, um. <laughs> well, go have a, 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 a maybe a driveway melting party. I you know I don't know, but yeah. get out there and and have a great day. And we really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us, right? Oh, of course. Thank you uh, guys for having we'll, me. We'll uh, we'll make sure we get um, your website and in contact information and share this around as much as you want to. We we oh. really appreciate it. I will do that. And yeah, oh. thank y'all again. Yeah, I'll leave you with this. This is uh, I just oh, happen to have man. it out here. That's this beautiful. is my Santa. This is my Santa Cruz that they made for me some years ago, and uh, yeah, it's 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 look at that yeah. that's gorgeous <laughs> yeah it's beautiful that's <laughs> what they do yeah. uh, they, 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 what they, they do. really do bring beauty into the world so that's uh it's yeah. it's such a i'm so excited to be working with them and it's a great deal yeah. <laughs> well thank you all again fantastic. thank you again <laughs> thank you rep thank you for all your time and everybody do look them up radioranch.com on the web there's great previews of their uh previous album and uh, uh that one cut from what's going to be the new album <laughs> um no so it's just the tulsa boy was just a one-off single we're going to be releasing oh, okay. a few of those over the course of the next few months just acoustic singles and and you'll know the new album when it comes out it's going to be pretty heavy hitting man we're, we're playing americana music but my drummer breaks sticks during the shows you know it's a good time <laughs> there you go <laughs> there excellent, you go excellent don't, don't we'll look it. forward to that yeah, don't break guitars. Oh, I don't do that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thanks very much. Have a great day, okay? Y'all yeah, as well. All right. Be well. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this installment of the Santa Cruz Coffee Break. For more music-related fun, please join the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum at scgcpf or santacruzguitarplayers.com. If you have any questions or possible podcast topics, please contact us. If you have a product or service that you feel would be of value to our listeners, please consider adding your support and keeping the coffee pot on. Contact us for more information. We ask that you hit the like, follow, bell, or bookmark buttons so we can keep you informed of upcoming podcast episodes. We hope you enjoyed Santa Cruz Coffee Break. Now it's time to go play your guitar. <laughs>